Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, everybody. Welcome. 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 No, we were doing I thought we were doing it together. Oh, well. <laughs> another, another beautiful day in lovely Southern California. Yeah, it's going to be in the 30s tonight. So for everyone saying that it doesn't get cold here, well, um, it does. It, you yeah. think the 30s isn't cold? I went for a jog when it was 38. It was cold. You yeah. Know, my handsies got cold. Oof, that, does, that sounds terrible. And my nosy. <laughs> Anywho. Yep. Um, well, I'm very <laughs> thankful and grateful to be living here. But let me tell you about our guest today, Sarah. Yes. I'm excited to have him on. I've never really talked in person with a with an Uber influencer. And I think me he either. could be the one. <laughs> Welcome, Aaron Grusho. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited. This is awesome. So I think the first thing I can tell everybody about you, which is like, wow, and we let's jump into this, is you, you're a young real estate agent and you have amassed 1.4 million followers on TikTok. So congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank a, you. A feat in itself. <laughs> I mean, tell us about that. How did you do it? What does it mean to you? Like anything you want to share with us about totally. that? Totally. Yeah. Let's, let's hop right into it. I guess my, my background was in social media strategy, content creation, digital media after graduating. From college, I went to work for a few different agencies that really specialized in, in all of those things I just mentioned, uh, most of which creating viral branded content and distributing those uh, content pieces on social media. I was a, a digital strategist and it was my role to really understand how to yeah, best leverage social media to, to grow a brand and thought I could kind of apply that to just about anything. My mother's an interior designer. She has her own boutique firm. And so I kind of grew up around the world of, of design and and uh, luxury homes, very fortunate to have grown up in Los Angeles around this incredible real estate. And so that was also always sort of an interest and in, in a passion of mine and thought, you know what, I could sort of explore the idea of leveraging social media to grow my own brand as a real estate agent or, or something in the real estate space. And yeah. I sort of set out to do just that. There was definitely a bit of luck involved with my timing. I, I ended up getting my license in sort of mid 2019 and really focused on just filming everything I could going to open houses. And at the time it was, it was kind of almost frowned upon to go to someone else's listing, film it, <laughs> and then put it on your own social media. Yeah. Now I, by no means was trying to deceive anyone and never called anything my listing that wasn't mine, but I'd go to a lot of compass open houses and be like, Hey, this is our new listing, blah, blah, blah. And people thought it was really cool. I was really just focused mostly on, on Instagram, putting uh, little snippets of amazing luxury homes on my stories. And people who live in those homes were reaching out like, oh, this is so cool. I keep doing this. I, I love seeing homes around LA, unique homes around LA. And it was around October 2019 when, when TikTok started to really emerge in the US. And uh, I had known about it, mm -hmm. was a consumer, never created content or, or posted anything on there, but realized there was no presence, at least from what I could tell from real estate agents, especially luxury real estate agents on there and thought I could just repurpose all these vertical formatted videos that I was putting on my story. And 
it was, it was kind of like an overnight thing. So I did just that. And, uh, I think it was, yeah, late October, 2019 by, by January 1st, 2020, I had over a million followers. Oh yeah, my gosh. It, it's crazy. And, and wow. it's, it's, it's still a possibility. And that's something I, I preach every day, the power of these short form platforms, TikTok, Instagram reels, the, the reach potential is incredible. And we can dive into all the benefits to having a, a presence on there, but it's, it's definitely helped me stand out in the world of real estate, young real estate agent. It's, it's not an easy profession to start out in at, at this age, especially in such a saturated market like Los Angeles. But this has really, yeah, I guess kind of put me on the map and, and definitely uh, helps me start conversations with, with clients, other agents, you name it, and has definitely been, yeah, hugely beneficial to, to the start of my career as a real estate agent. Yeah, I think I hear pretty much every single week a realtor say that they're, they, they need to get into social media. So it's interesting, right? Like you may have been new to the industry, but you grew so quickly in this one realm that like markets you and gets you so much visibility. Whereas there are some agents who have been doing this, you know, for decades and are just dipping their toe in, have never done it. And honestly, like from, I'm kind of like a, I'm a millennial, I guess. I feel like I'm an older millennial, but like Elder. TikTok, it just seems so, um, Youthful. there's like a mental block I have <laughs> with it. You know, it just seems so like the, the technology is so different and new and fast. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. But I know I sound like I'm six years old. Keep keep, um, keep ranting about young people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so one of my big questions is what's like, what's the difference between Instagram and TikTok as far as like reach? An audience. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great question. Every platform sort of has their pros and cons. And I'd argue you want to have a presence on 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 all of them if, if possible. But content creation does take a lot of time and, and strategy and effort. So I understand some people want to sort of pick and choose the ones that work best for them. And I would say consistency is the most important thing. So if you feel you're only going to be consistent on you know Instagram versus TikTok, you know you're going to want to put a little more time and effort into into Instagram. But I like to think of Instagram as kind of my like home base. It's really a great platform to kind of host your digital resume and showcase your successes and what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis to your audience, your potential clients and your previous clients. And there's a little more versatility when it comes to Instagram versus TikTok. TikTok is pretty much strictly short form video. Yeah, they've rolled out some story capabilities. You can do lives. They just added photos with with music, which is a little strange. And it's something that people are starting to explore. <laughs> but I think of it, most people think of it as short form video. Instagram, you yeah. have your feed where you can post static photos with captions in addition to videos, which are in the form now of, of reels and you have stories. So there's a lot more you can kind of do. But I, again, look at Instagram sort of my like home base so I can really showcase who I am, who I service, what I'm capable of providing my clients and use sort of TikTok as a means of uh, gathering that audience and then funneling them to my Mm. home base of Instagram. Oh, smart. Can I ask you this? I mean, you got, I mean, you're, let's see, I was just looking up your Instagram account. I mean, you have a lot of followers on Instagram, looks like 12,000, which is whole lot more than most of us. Obviously, you have a a lot more on TikTok. But regardless of the platform, like you succeeded in doing this. I mean, everybody else wants to succeed in doing this, right? (laughs) Because it seems like that's a good way to reach people. What made you successful? Great question. I think it was a combination of a lot of things, but mostly just consistency, trial and error, seeing what content worked, seeing what content didn't, 
A lot of it didn't, most of it didn't. And I learned from that. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to really yeah. hone in what my audience is looking for, what my audience typically engages with, and then how I can create content that engages outside audiences from what are typically used to seeing my content. And uh, I think really just being a consumer myself, it was really instrumental, just being able to look at other people's content and seeing what's successful for them. And then how I can sort of tailor that, implement the tips and tricks and techniques that they used to my own content. So yeah, a lot of just experimentation on these platforms and being a consumer myself. And uh, I kind of mentioned earlier, my timing, you know, I was very early on, especially TikTok. There really wasn't any, from what I could tell, real estate agents who were posting the content I was posting. And I was really able to stand out and thrive in a pretty like unsaturated platform at the time. But since then, it has become a lot more difficult to do that. Um, You need to get a lot more creative and you need to be even more consistent and uh, (laughs) strategize the best way to, to really become successful. So how does one build followers? Is it the use of hashtags? Is it kind of like playing with the algorithms or, or jumping on certain types of like songs that are popular that you're recreating? Or, or like, what is the, what drives yeah, that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. There's uh, I think that there's, there are many answers to that, but, and, and multiple ways to sort of build a following, but it really kind of starts with establishing your niche, understanding the types of content and the value that you can put out to an audience and then how to tailor that content to that audience. And that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to figure out how you can sort of stand out and how you can consistently create content. But I, I think it it's it's pretty important to just kind of go for it <laughs> and explore. I think a lot of people kind of psych themselves out. They think too much. Okay, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think I'm going to look good on camera. Think I'm gonna sound bad, which I totally understand. Like I never expected to be in front of the camera. Like I was always the person behind the camera. So it's very weird at first, but you kind of just have to send it, go for it, kind of block out the voices in your head that are telling you this isn't good. And you gotta experiment. I think that's that's super important. But you mentioned something which was the sounds, the hashtags, the tips and tricks. And there are certain, yeah, best practices that are helpful in getting your videos out your content out to the world for them to see it hashtags are important using trending music especially on tiktok is important and being able to recognize trends on the platform and and sort of implement them with your own sort of content tiktok really rewards those who can recognize a trend and be able to apply that to your specific industry business or type of content and that's that's certainly a, a good place to start but i also highly recommend having your own sort of voice and being able to create your own sort of trends in a way. It's, it's really difficult to do yeah. that, but you know, you want to be able to have your own voice. You want to be able to be as authentic as possible to you. That's, that's another extremely important point. Authenticity. I think these audiences can see through the bullshit these days and know when, when you're, you're not legit or, or this and that. So it's really important to be who you are. And that's something I learned very quickly. Again, I, I by no means meant to be like deceptive by posting multi-million dollar luxury listings and calling them my own. I never did that. But people started to associate me with that and started to yeah. think, oh, you know, you're selling hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate every month, which wasn't the case. And I was like, whoa, okay, I need to like <laughs> step back here. Cause like I don't want to come off as as inauthentic. You know, I've only been selling real estate for, right. for three and a half years now. 
And that's not the case. Like I'm, I'm very fortunate to be part of an incredible team who is selling hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate every year. But I'm, I'm getting to that level. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on the journey. I'm, I'm by no means there yet. And so I I need to sort of like take a step back and let people know, like, this is who I am. Like my background's in content. I believe I can build a really large audience, you know, around the idea of, of luxury real estate and inside perspective on this stuff. And I'm leveraging that to build my own brand. But yeah, it's, it's really important to be like authentic to who you are. Right. Let me ask you this. I'm sure you get questions like this all the time from other agents that are in awe of what you've built, whether they're in their 20s or then they're in their 50s or 60s. Do you think all agents need to leverage social media? Like, is that a thing that just, that's just the foundation of what everybody needs to be doing or Yeah, not? I think that's a, a great question. And I'm going to go with uh, yes on that, but it varies in, in, uh-huh. in degree. I think everyone needs to have some sort of presence on social media. Like it's, it's critical at this point. If you're not on social media, you are, are well yeah. behind the curve. Whether or not you want to mm. dedicate a lot of time, energy, and effort into creating consistent content and building a large following and leveraging that to then continually grow your business is sort of a different story. It takes a lot of, like I said, time, energy, and effort to really strategize that and, and execute a strategy and staying consistent with content. But there are ways to have a presence on social media without needing to spend, you know, hours and hours every single week going into that. And uh, funny enough, I'm starting to create more educational content that will be rolling out, helping a lot of real estate agents with this. And I think it's it's very important to be at least on these platforms, have some sort of a presence, because that's just the direction that every industry is going in. I've always sort of felt that real estate is a little behind the curve when it comes to a lot of advances in, <laughs> in technology and you know, marketing techniques and whatnot. So I think people are starting to realize it now, but you look at every top agent in the nation, they have some sort of presence on social media. And a lot of the, the top producers, the biggest ones put a lot of effort into creating content. So I have a question for you. Do you know which one of your videos or pieces of content you've posted has had the absolute most hits or views or action. I I bet you do. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I've generated over 200 million views online through, through posting short form videos, but there's one that I think kind of really put me on the map. (laughs) It's a, it's a house I went to go film in, in West Hollywood. It has a shark tank aquarium, an open air shark tank aquarium. And, um, I posted a little snippet of this and it was unlike anything I've ever seen in a home. If you want to look it up, I believe it's nine, two, five, five swallow drive. And, uh, within, I want to say a week swallow has nothing to do with the sharks. No, though. it does not. But I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this, this video Go has on. over 50 million views <laughs> itself and was reposted all over the internet. I was on like, Forbes and like complex and, and all this stuff and starts to get wow. interviews because they were calling it like the most viewed real estate video ever. I don't know. It was barely even wow. That's crazy. having to do with real estate, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. <laughs> I think why it became so big is because it was controversial. You had a lot mm. of engagement in the comment section. It was kind of right. like two-sided one. You should never have sharks as pets. You know, <laughs> they belong in the ocean. Um, right, right, right. Blah, blah, makes blah. Sense. Completely makes sense. I understand that perspective. Yeah. But truthfully, they were in excellent care. There was uh, someone there every single week to sort of take care of them. And this 
the the variety of species was actually meant to be in sort of a shallow environment so it was it was normal they're like aquarium sharks they're little yeah. sharks we're, lo- we're looking at the photograph see in my imagination i was imagining very large uh, deadly right. sharks <laughs> and then the open air aspects of it i was like that's like a mafia house right no. there Let's like just drop you his just head. feed them to the drop fishes his head into you know the, uh, shark tank <laughs> no totally yeah we just looked at a picture of it but yeah now we yeah. get it but that's pretty i mean yeah. You got to get creative, right? You got to, it's got to be interesting, creative and draw people's attention. Totally. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Your, your content needs to be providing some sort of value, uh, one way or another, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, entertainment value, whether it's educational, whether you're providing some sort of insight on a topic, giving tips and tricks, or even just motivating. Um, I think every piece of content you put out should have some sort of agenda that provides some sort of value. Actually, I like to call it an 80-20 rule. I think 80% of your content should be that. And then 20% should sort of be promotional, promoting mm. yourself, promoting your own successes. So that's typically what I what mm. I teach agents is, yeah, 80% of your content needs to have some sort of value you are providing to your audience. And then 20% can sort of be about you and, and your successes. I like to call it the humble brag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you'd consider yourself an influencer, right? Yeah, you know, I don't like the you? term <laughs> You don't like that term? <laughs> I, I, I like the term content creator, but yeah, I, okay. I think I'm I'm very fortunate enough to have influence over a lot of people. So one could classify me as an influencer. So is the, there's an income um, aspect of that too, I imagine, Absolutely. right? And when does that start? Like, does that start at 10,000 followers or is that like 500,000 followers? Like where, what does yeah, that look that's, like? That's a good question. It, it kind of all depends on what your, your niche is, what you're creating content around and how yeah. Uh, yeah, specific your audience is. So I'm very in tune with sort of like the, the content creator economy and, and how that all works. And with 5,000 very engaged followers, you can start monetizing. It just depends on, on what, again, your, your topic is, what your niche is, what type of content you're, you're putting out to the world. But yeah. it does come down to quality over quantity. I think it's far more valuable to have 10,000 extremely engaged followers versus a million where not all million of them mm-hmm. are 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 right. engaged mm-hmm. and and constantly watching and and sharing your content so it's it's very important to to distinguish the two just because i have nearly one and a half million followers doesn't mean that every single one of them are are engaged and and watching my content every day and and sharing my stuff but back to yeah monetizing and and making money from from your audience yeah i think i sort of started around like a hundred thousand. The the value of a of a follower on on TikTok is very different than the value of a subscriber on YouTube or a follower on Instagram. Mm. They all hold different okay. weight, and so a hundred thousand followers on Instagram that's that's very significant. But these days, a right. hundred thousand on on TikTok is not nearly as significant right. as that. So I was going to ask that as well. So TikTok is is the bigger part of the funnel, right? And then you were saying you kind of use that as a platform to bring people to. Instagram, which then you probably have it's probably a more potent audience. Yeah, that. exactly. Better, better. Following. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned I only have like 12,000 followers on Instagram and I should have more. My content hasn't been perfectly executed on Instagram. Uh, I've really focused mm. a lot of my time on, on TikTok and creating short form videos, but I haven't taken full advantage of, of reels. But the the audience that has come from TikTok to Instagram, I know those are very engaged 
and valuable followers. And so I I definitely take advantage of of those people. That sounded weird. Take advantage of those people. But like I I, I, I focus on those people and realize, you know, they could be potential clients. They could be people who are like superstar followers who really appreciate the content and and what I post and engage with my stuff. So yeah, it's it's interesting that the whole funnel sort of sort of aspect. And I do that with all of my platforms. But yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about kind of you and how you help other folks. So I imagine with, with the following you have, you can talk about what, whichever part of this you want to talk about, but it helps your real estate career. Clearly you do promotion. You know, I'm sure sponsors pay you to promote, you do social media consulting. So you kind of do a world of things. Can you talk about those things? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I guess starting with, with sort of the content creation and how I, I monetize that it's, it's very important for me to align myself with, with brands or, or products that align with my own personal brand. I get hit up every single day. Can you promote this? Can you do that? And I turn down 90% of them because they don't align with, with me and what I do. So it's very important right. to make sure you're, you're not looking like a sellout to <laughs> your audience, you know? Right. And, that you're just selling everything that comes totally, your way. Totally. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, our, our personal brand is, is everything, right? Especially as a real estate agent. And so I don't right. want to compromise that in any way, shape or form. And so it's very important to me that I'm only promoting things that I see value in or that really align with, with the content I produce. And then, yeah, I, I'm beginning to sort of consult for other people, mostly personal brands who are looking to build, build their presence online. I think people are, are recognizing sort of like the Gary Vee effect, the Alex Hermosi effect of entrepreneurs or C-suite executives who yeah, share a lot of value with an audience online through just their perspectives and thoughts on whatever their profession is. And so I I see a future where a lot of people are going to want to have this presence online. And so I, I want to position myself in a way to help, yeah, entrepreneurs, real estate agents, whoever you may be, really, yeah, position yourself in the digital spotlight. So starting to help out with that. And then yeah, you know, real estate sales itself is is a full time job. I'm sure, as you guys know, it's you know, so balancing all of that can be difficult. Definitely working on my time management every day. I'm by no means perfect, and I get carried away with one thing sometimes when I should be focusing on other things. But ultimately, I think it's it all comes full circle. My content creation is my real estate sales. It's it's you know part of the job. I do generate leads from it, but most importantly, it does build my my personal presence and I can go into a listing appointment and be like, hey, I can expose your home to millions of people around the world. There aren't a lot of agents right. that can say that. So uh, yeah, yeah, just finding ways to make myself stand out and uh, provide value where I can. That's a big differentiator. Like uh, the average yeah. agent might say, you know, hey, I'm better than the guy down the street, but that's, I mean, you're giving them a fact here. You're giving them some, some evidence. Yeah. I mean, everyone's a top producer these know. days, right? Like you sound yeah. silly saying yeah. those <laughs> words to the people you're talking to. I'm a top producer. Like no one believes right. you anymore. Like you can't get away yeah. with that type of lingo. And so I you know. have to find ways to like yeah. really show that you can yeah. provide value or do something different than the next guy. So Social media is absolutely yeah. one of the best tools to do that. Jump mm. me back to followers real quick, just out of curiosity. Once you have followers, let's say they go from TikTok, now you have them on Instagram, right? So you're getting more potent people in the pipeline there. How do you convert someone from being a follower to engaging with you 
or um, turning them into a client? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And that's kind of like the golden question. Most people ask, like, are you generating leads from, from social media? And the answer is yes. TikTok is not probably the best platform to find homeowners, home sellers who are selling multi-million dollar homes in Los Angeles. There aren't many of them on there, but you'd be surprised. Like I do have celebrity followers. I have very famous athletes that follow me. So you never really know who's watching your content. But the key definitely is to find ways to become more familiar, nurture those potential clients online. And it starts with finding out who those potential clients are. And it's really difficult on TikTok. You have no way of direct messaging one-on-one unless you both follow each Mm -hmm. other. So the goal is to, yeah, Ah. funnel that audience that I see, you know, really engaging with my content to Instagram where I can be slightly more professional. I can, like I, I mentioned earlier, showcase my successes, do the humble bragging on there, make them slightly more comfortable and familiar with me, hopefully get them to comment and engage further. And I can even strike up, you know, direct message conversations and then obviously funneling them to my website, my team's website. Yeah, that's that's really the way to do it. And it's a challenge. It's not easy. I'm still learning the best ways to do it. But yeah, on, on TikTok, the average age of, of my followers is, is certainly younger than that of, yeah. of Instagram. And I get tons of kind of bullshit inquiries all the time from kids. Hey, I'm looking to buy a $10 million house. Like, sure, okay. <laughs> you know, but you can't, disregard all of those because the other day I had a kid who saw a video of mine and he actually direct messaged me on Instagram and he asked if this home was for sale. It was a home in Malibu, an amazing view. And I was like, no, it's not for sale. This is off market. It was my friend's house, which is true. He's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. My family is actually looking for a home right now in Malibu. Thought this looked nice and I was going to send it to them. It's like, oh, that's, that's lovely. Well, yeah, this one unfortunately isn't available, but I'd be honored to help you guys find something could you put me in touch with, with your family? I think he was like 13 or 14. And he's like, yeah, sure. Wow. Like, what's, what's your email? And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. like, this is amazing if this actually works out. <laughs> Anyways, ended up connecting me with his family. No had, way. Had a really good conversation. Showed them a few homes um, a few weeks ago. In contact with them, fully working with them. That's so awesome. like, it's, it's totally possible to come across that stuff, but you have to navigate right. it correctly. And especially being able yeah. to cross the bridge from kid to parent. <laughs> It's not easy. <laughs> you owe you owe that kid a big ice cream oh, cone, like ice cream triple, cone. like triple all, scoop. All of a man. sudden, all your content is like, "Hey, kids, do you want do you want to live in this house with your parents? Do you like candy? <laughs> this house. All right, don't get weird. Uh, <laughs> He's very professional. Don't go down that road. Uh, well, it's funny when you said kid. I'm like, oh, you mean like early 20s? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm and, a kid to you probably. Like I'm 26, well, so I'm a right. kid. But. Oh, hey, hey, hey. But you meant a kid. You meant yeah. like you're going to play yeah. Monopoly later. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My mom and dad want this house. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's, that's such so a cool... Um, well, I, that's a good, uh, it's a good little tr- uh, transition to what I wanted to ask you. Maybe this will be our last question, although I feel like we have a ton of questions for you. Gen Z buyers, yeah. right? I mean, that's, I think that's, that's you, that's your generation. That's the folks that are looking and that's the folks that are going to be the next big segment of home buyers. I don't know. Can you tell us about that market? I feel like Gen Z, Z is so tech heavy and, and native that I'm not, mm. do they even believe in realtors? Do <laughs> right. Or do they think they can find everything themselves? Right. I've even seen that with millennials. Like, well, what do I need a realtor for? I could find this house myself. Yeah. And it's like, 
you're a buyer. You're not even paying commission. Why would there's you? there's <laughs> a, a ton to unpack here with that. But yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I've I've stuck with content creation and I've put so much time and effort into it is because I recognize that the Gen Z buyers are next up and they're the ones who are on these social media platforms. And if I can continue to stay in front of them and they continue to engage with my content, eventually when they're ready, they know who to call, right? So that's that's yeah. one of the biggest things for me. It's 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 a long-term play. Like awesome if I can get leads right now and I can work with, you know, luxury clients. But I I'm in this for the long run, right? And and I I really want to sort of build the the foundation right now so I can really focus on those Gen Z clients who I think are are more than likely to work with me versus, you know, high-end ultra luxury clients who already have deep-rooted relationships with agents they've been working with for for years. And it's sure. really hard to to infiltrate that. I'm I'm doing my best to do that. But I think my audiences are really going to become my my clients at a certain point. And it's and it's starting to happen. But it's it's funny yeah. you say that thing about Zillow, like I can find it all myself. That's sort of how I qualify who my serious buyers are right now. If oh. they are not sending me listings, if they're not searching on Zillow every single day and be like, Hey, I saw this, like, let's go see this. I know they're not that serious. Uh, If I have to take a lot of time to do my own searches and I do regardless, I always no stone uncovered. Like I'm going to send you everything. I think is going to be a good fit. But if I'm constantly doing that and I'm not getting a lot of feedback and they're not on, you know, Zillow, realtor.com truly all day long, like, Hey, I just saw this, like, let's go check it out. I know, okay, maybe they're not hmm. very serious, serious buyer. And, and that's hundred uh, percent the case with the younger Gen Z millennial home buyers right now. It is, it's funny how that works. And I'm sure a lot of them are like, yeah, why, why you need a realtor? And, and I think it's valid. I think the, the notion of, of who a real estate agent is, is going to be, you know, relatively obsolete or not as important in the coming years. And I think you need to be able to find ways to provide even more value to your clients versus just right. marketing a home or, or, you know, helping out a home buyer with contracts and, and negotiating the deal. Like that stuff probably will be automated. And so you've got to find ways to really set yourself apart, separate yourself and provide more value to your clients. Mm-hmm. And I think social media is, is a great way to do that. Is Facebook and LinkedIn just for old people like me? No, it's not. I mean, I don't totally see the value of LinkedIn for trying to reach clientele for real estate sales. But if I'm trying to really build mm-hmm. my my um, like consulting business where I'm helping other agents, like that's mm-hmm. something that I'm going to spend more time on. Facebook is is still huge. I mean, most home buyers and and sellers still have a massive presence on Facebook. You know, it is an older, you okay. know, generation platform. So I think it's still very important to have a presence. I I don't prioritize it as much as I should. I focus more on like just personal stuff on, on Facebook, which is still important. Like you don't just want to be stone-faced businessman on your social media platforms. Like yeah. you want to show who you really are, like your true and authentic self. So I think it's still very important to, you know, post about your family, post your vacations, you know, show the real you. And I think Facebook's a really good platform to do that. So yeah. Awesome. You, your content is like, it's gorgeous homes and gorgeous interiors. Like maybe this is an old, the old timey word, but I, I, I call it real estate porn because yeah. it's just right. Am, am I, am I on the right 100%, track? That'd be and I'm actually in the process of, of transitioning, not entirely out of that, but I preach mm. providing value to your content and I'm not providing enough value. And a lot of what I like, I have learned so much from my failures on this more than more than anything and realizing how much more I can leverage this to grow my business by getting in front of the camera yeah. and providing more 
and more and more value. Uh, but I knew that the house porn is what was going to build that audience. Timmy in Nebraska right. isn't seeing 20, $30 million homes every day. And if I could give Timmy yeah. an right. inside look on this lifestyle, you know, that, that sparks yeah. something that's different. I also really appreciate your authenticity and like your just willingness to say, yeah, no, I haven't sold like hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate yet. I'm right. working towards yeah. that. But I think that that's important to be like transparent about. hundred percent. Yeah, you know? no, I've, I've people like who think I'm some real estate God at this point. And you know, sure. that's, that's <laughs> obviously like a positive thing because ultimately what I'm doing is to build credibility and, and, and trust. But like, yeah. I don't want to be inauthentic. Like, I don't want people to think I'm someone who I'm, who I'm not. I think that's very important. Right. So when you talk about being authentic, like let's say somebody gets a $800,000 listing or a condo in the Valley or something like that. Like it's not the same as the $50 million. Totally. Home. Absolutely. It's not a home that I'd want to you... videotape, but maybe there's a story right. I could tell around it. Like maybe that right. was very difficult. And 10 times harder than an escrow for a $10 million home. Like there's value in a story to be shared there, you know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, my, my new content strategy, which you guys will see very shortly, is, is re, me really getting in front of the camera and providing value in the form of mm. tips and tricks and stories and, and being authentic. Because yeah. like I said, like I'm mm. not providing much value with a lot of the content I'm posting. It's, it's, it's entertainment value, but yeah. Well, that's, and now you have the audience to give the content. Exactly. Right. So. That's half the battle. Yeah. 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 That, awesome. that was sort of my goal. See how big of an audience I can create from this. And then how do I sort of shift that? So I, I think I'm like not even scratching the surface on how I can leverage this to, to grow my business. Right. And I'm, yeah. I mean, I look, that. it's got to be entertaining. If, if it's just informative, you know, and you're talking yeah. like this to an audience yeah, yeah. or whatever, like who wants to listen to that? You know? Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm a, sort of, Exactly. <laughs> I'm sort of following in, in, in your footsteps. I'm going to start a podcast of my own. I, nice. I'm, I'm still kind of a, a, a working title, um, <laughs> but I think I'm calling it the standout. And it's, it's really going to be about how to set yourself apart, how to leverage mm-hmm. technology, social media, digital strategy, content creation to, cool. to really set yourself apart. And I'm going to be bringing on some, some big guests who have already agreed to be on it. But I'm, the whole goal is to do the content loop, like film and audio that, and then be able to repurpose that content. So it's mm-hmm. going to be me feeding off of people who most of my audience will already recognize and, and find their insight valuable. So I think that's, that's one way I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, tie that up with a bow. That was well, it's, yeah, <laughs> well it's said. Not, it's not getting any easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was awesome. A lot of yeah. a lot of good information, man. And it makes me feel old. But so thanks, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> My pleasure. Anyways, thanks for having. Uh, thanks for having. Thanks for being on. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us on. <laughs> I, that's how I feel. I feel like this is Aaron's show now. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Teach us more. No, you guys are fun. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.